Welcome to the Foot Model Podcast. I'm Mimi Footnip, your host and foot model. And today I am talking to a very special guest. His name is Matt. He is a photographer in New York. He photographs foot models. He has an Instagram where you can see his thousands of photos. You can see his portfolio there at Gorgeous Feet Picks. Um, he has lots of great tips, insights, and we just had a really interesting conversation. So enjoy. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, all right, we'll just get into it. Hi. Hi, Matt. Um, I'm Mimi, um, and you are a photographer. Is that right? That is 100% correct. Okay, and you, uh, why don't you tell the good people where uh, where they can see your work? We'll start with that. Pretty much the exclusive place to find my stuff is on Instagram. My Instagram handle is gorgeousfeetpics. I've been at this for, I think, somewhere between four or five years now. So I've got a lot of material on there for you to scroll through. It could take hours, reasonably. That's amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen it all, like, because like you said, you've been doing this for years and you've got a huge amount of content amassed. You're a professional photographer and you focus on feet. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Tell me, how did you get started um, photographing feet? So, so the origin story here is that I figured out from a pretty reasonably young age that I was into feet. I, and keep in mind, uh, this is like the dark ages, like pre-internet being in every home. So I ended up just like confessing to a friend one day. Like, I don't know what I'm like. I didn't know what this was. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But like, I- I'm staring intently at girls feet, like as I'm coming of age. And he was like, he knew everything. He was like, oh, you have a foot fetish. And I was like, eh, what? <laughs> and uh, And so henceforth, <laughs> I knew what this was. Um, fast forward a number of years later, um, I had studied to basically produce videos. Like I, I had gotten very, very situated in recording and editing videos. And I was like, I told myself, all right, I'm going to go out and buy, not like a super expensive video camera, but a DSLR because they also record video and, and the quality is pretty high. And uh, but for the pr- the price is much less than like a dedicated video camera, and it because it was a DSLR, it of course takes still pictures. And there was this cosmic shift in my life where suddenly I found myself doing photography rather than taking videos. And once that started, I thought to myself, you know, I wonder if I could like hone into this and really start taking pictures of of feet. Like and but like pretty pictures, like really good, high quality pictures uh, that even a non fetishist would look at and go, yeah, I'm not into this, but this these are really pretty. Like I I, I get behind this, and mm-hmm. and I had a happen to have a, a really good friend who uh, she somehow started t- t- pulling at the thread of the foot fetish sweater, so to speak, and. She had a lot of foot fetish curiosity, and we we sort of like ended up bonding over that. And then she became my first model. And once 
I started putting my work out there, other girls, both friends and strangers on the internet started seeing it and saying like, I'd love to model my feet for you someday. And then it just kind of started uh, snowballing at that point. Okay. And was this during like the, in the age of Instagram or was this pre Instagram? I'm sorry. You broke up there. Like, Oh, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try again. Uh, was, was this when you started uh, f- photographing feet with your friends, was that pre Instagram, pre the age of Instagram or post Instagram's existence? Uh, Instagram was around at the time, but I don't think, um, foot insta was anywhere near where it is today uh at the time i was actually pretty active on reddit that was my main haunt and i would post little updates to reddit every now and then and that was i mean that was a pretty active community back in the day i think instagram has sort of eaten its lunch at this point like i know it's still there but i don't think it's nearly what it used to be uh it's similarly to Instagram now, there was like a community of regulars. So a lot of people knew each other. People were vetted. Um, and that was where I really had cut my teeth. And then once I'd been doing that for a few years and Instagram started really picking up traction, I thought to myself, all right, let's, let's, let's just make a page dedicated to this on Instagram and just see where it goes. And then it took about a year for me to, to get a thousand followers and then within maybe like another couple of months it went up to 2000 and it was like once you had that momentum this is before the algorithm really ruined everything but then then it started really picking up traction okay all right so um i'm wondering i i've never used reddit for any kind of foot model stuff i'm just wondering if you know, this is a little bit of a tangent, but do you think that Instagram is kind of heading in that direction with all these new rules? Are you concerned about losing your portfolio? I know that a lot of people in the community are kind of losing their shit about it right now. A hundred percent. I think, uh, I think we're all going to be pushed out of Instagram in, in the near future. It seems like the writing is on the wall. They want very, very basic, uh, easily palatable content for the widest audience because that's what they can sell to advertisers and uh uh something as risque as a a woman's toes is obviously rocking the boat far too much for mainstream america so that's it's not going to last much longer i think we're gonna we're gonna all need to find a new home and um i don't know it seems like a lot of people are pushing towards twitter but i just i don't feel like twitter has that same steam that the instagram version of this community has yeah you know i've talked to some models about this um recently um you know twitter it just feels like tweets get kind of lost in the abyss and the thing that we all like about instagram is that it you can present a really nice portfolio and really show a sample of your work in a, in a nice like one page format. So I'm wondering if some other app or something else will come along that kind of is formatted in a similar portfolio style way as a photographer. I mean, I remember way back when there were things like Flickr. Do you know of any other kind of portfolio oriented sites? Uh, portfolio? I mean, there, there's a bunch. Like I know Adobe has one. The name escapes me right now. You know, there's 500 pics. Um, there, there's an app that has a very similar feel to instagram that has actually been around probably around the same amount of time called i am that's e-y-e-e-m uh and that's i find that to be a really good app and it's really not policed nearly as much as instagram but 
it just doesn't have the the base. But it, you know, if it did, I I mm-hmm. think it would be a great place to go. But you know, getting hundreds upon thousands of people to just switch over to an app overnight is like not really ple- uh, feasible. I don't think. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like this community needs to it migrate, you know, I feel like we're kind of becoming refugees in a sense, um, digital refugees, and we need to find a new home. Um, anyway, okay, back to the photography, though. So you started taking photos, and then people, models started contacting you and saying, will you shoot me? Um, do you like, how does that work? I mean, do you charge them? Do they get to own their photos? How, you know, tell me the business end of it. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it depends on the project. Like if it's something like, like the, the, the model has an idea and she's like, Hey, like I want to shoot this and I want you to shoot it. Then sometimes compensation will be offered. And like, likewise, if I have a, an elaborate project and it's, you know, it really comes down to how much of an inconvenience is it for the, the other person. And that's like, all right, like I'll make it worth your while in, in some regard. But, you know, if it's just two ships passing in the night, it's like, hey, we can stop and, and have a shoot. And it's, you know, it's kind of a mutual project. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much how that works. Um, I can tell you that uh, as as a photographer that started getting into this, um, after a while, it was almost like when you stop and think about how weird it is that there's some point in my in my life where like this was a very taboo subject. Like this isn't something that everybody could just openly talk about. And like the reactions that you get once you unearthed it might, you know, might have been like less than desirable. And to live in a world now where like women will actually like come to me like cold call so to speak and say i would love you to take pictures of my feet is like sort of like a dream come true in that regard it's like wow really like this is just it's it's like that now like i don't even have to like go out there and look um it's pretty fantastic and it, it's kind of kind of utopian in in some regard that our society has gotten to that level now yeah, you know, I sometimes kind of come down hard on some of the guys who do shout out accounts because sometimes I feel like they are just trying to position themselves in the community in a way where they have access to <laughs> models and feet. Um, and not that there's something wrong with that, but sometimes it's the way the vibe and the way that it's done that, that rubs me the wrong way. Not always, sometimes. Um, and so it, it is kind of like, in a sense, like the foot fetishist dream to be able to kind of, I don't know, like get up close and personal with all these beautiful models and their, their beautiful feet. Right. I mean, that, totally makes sense i think there's a lot of guys that are maybe not photographers but that are also trying to find their way into that space yeah like like i don't want to use the word predatory but like because i don't think it's that serious but like definitely like like an excuse to get up close and like kind of get that experience yeah so i'm wondering like what would you what advice would you have to a fellow photographer or just a foot fetishist enthusiast who wants to get closer to models and be a, you know participate in the community in a creative way in a supporting way in a way that contributes something 
Um, how would you, what advice do you have about building rapport with models and kind of becoming a trusted ally rather than someone who feels kind of creepy and is trying to get free content and please write your name on my foot and send me a picture kind of thing? <laughs> uh, I think you got to offer whatever your skill set is. Um, you know, every, every, usually everyone's got something to contribute. Like somebody has some kind of skill set that um, perhaps a foot model can utilize. Uh, be it photography, be it putting together a website, um, just having some technical know-how where they can say like, hey, like, um, if you want to optimize your views, here's something you should do. And I don't know, just, I would even say like, go as far as to like, if, if there's a foot model you particularly like, you know, whether you just think she's really cool or you just have some schoolboy crush on her, uh, just offer that service and just say, hey, like, you know, here's a skill, especially if it's a skill that you don't do professionally, you do it as a hobby, but you're trying to build some experience and a portfolio for that. It's it's basically an opportunity to do work pro bono and kind of get that experience and also build a rapport with uh, this foot model that you admire. That's a great, a great suggestion or a great idea to kind of get your foot in the door <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> with a foot model. Yeah. So when it comes to shooting, like I'm curious, I've never worked with a professional photographer. I even kind of cringe at calling myself a model. I've never thought of myself as like, you know, beautiful model type type person, but, um, but I, I do fetish content with my feet and I have, but I've never worked with a professional, my cameraman, I do mostly video and my cameraman is either myself. I mean, you know, like my tripod or something, but most of the time it's my partner and I, and he has no training or professional <laughs> photography skills. So we're very amateur. Um, I'm curious if you have, like what what can you tell me or what could you tell models what can a model expect when working with a professional like how to come prepared or what what kind of things to have in mind uh definitely um discuss what like what the plan is uh in terms of just wardrobe or or vibe or or setting um compensation obviously can come up in conversations. Um, in my case, and I, I forgot to mention this earlier is that in terms of conversation, I actually don't really have anything I sell. Like I'm not, I actually do just do this for fun. There's really uh, very little to any business acumen uh, behind this. Uh, once in a while, I'll have somebody reach out to me and say, Hey, I would love a custom set. If you could get this model you worked with to do X, Y, and Z. And when that like, comes to comes to terms i'll i'll speak to the model and say hey this person wants to pay um you know i'll split the money with you or we can work something out but um definitely like you know especially if you're a model it feels like you know you deserve compensation for your time like ask for it um in some cases you might even want to get some stuff in writing uh like some kind of uh uh model release or photographer release so you you know so that way like let's say let's say you have like a handshake agreement and, and you know, a photographer says, Hey, I just want to just meet up with you and take pictures and you do it. And then you find out they're selling the pictures of you. Uh, you know, you might say, Hey, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. That wasn't part of our discussion. Like, you know, you're, you're now making money off me. Like I should get something for that. And he'll say, well, you didn't sign anything. Ha ha. Um, and then also th there'll be, I would definitely say, um, 
some red flags to look for. Like if you ask a, a photographer, hey, do you mind if I bring uh, a friend with me or, you know, and they say, oh, no, this has to just be you and me. Like, you know, we're, we're going to be doing this solo. Like, why? Like, what, what, what's the harm of me having a friend? Like, and it's just like when you start getting answers like that, I would definitely say, like, approach with caution or maybe even disengage. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, like the creeper vibe. Like, how do you know if someone's a legit photographer slash artist, you know, um, versus somebody who is just kind of using the foot like, hey, I'll, you know, I, I'm trying to lure models to my place <laughs> type of thing. Like, yeah. How like what how can how can models vet photographers? Definitely uh, look at their portfolio. Um uh, you know, and just gauge the work, see if it's anybody that you even want to work with in the first place. And then uh, find out who they've worked with and ask for references and just say, hey, I saw you shot with, you know, John Doe. Uh, how were they? What was their demeanor like? Did you feel comfortable there? And, and like, you know, and I, I know, like, I, I'm pretty sure I have a good reputation, knock on wood. I don't, you know, I, I try very hard to, to make things as comfortable as possible. I, I try to create a rapport and actually, like, sort of like a friendship with the models I shoot with. Cause I find that like that makes for the best content. And, and, and of course the models themselves are just really cool people. 99% of the time. Um, and, you know, just, and as a photographer, just be sure, like, you know, ask for, ask for consent with every step like you take. Uh, so like, if you wanted to like pose a foot slightly different, just be like, Hey, is it okay if I touch your feet to pose them? Um, and in my case, I do this thing where like, I usually like keep my li my wrists kind of limp and like like my hands closed and use like my knuckles just so there's no there's no misconception that I'm trying to grope or grab <laughs> like it's sort of just this paranoid thing I do but like you know at, at the end of the day there's no I don't think there's any complaints about me out there everyone like I have a respectable reputation so you know and that's that's worth its weight in gold absolutely and I, <clears throat> excuse me and I think that um getting a model uh, having a model feel relaxed and comfortable and, and to a place where she is having fun. And I say she, I mean, do you ever shoot guys or is it exclusively women, like female identifying models? Um, up to this point, up just to this point, it's just been female identifying. Okay. Okay. So I can, I'm just going to go with the pronoun she, um, it, you want her to be relaxed and having a good time, right? Because that is going to show through in photos. If she's like, Oh, this guy's creeping me out. Exactly. It's like, it's not going to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of your job, I would, I would think would be to make her feel comfortable. And, and then what ends up happening is it almost becomes like a casual hangout with like pictures being taken in between the conversation. That sounds really fun. Do you, do you ever, I mean, have you ever gone beyond the casual hangout? Has it ever become intimate? Have you ever connected with a model like more than just like a shoot? Not really. Um, in the earlier days, um, there was some, there were some models that would like, we'd get to talking and like what somehow or other, like it ended up giving them like a foot massage. And it was like, kind of just kept it like at that level, because also like, you just, you don't know, like, you know, if, if they're, if, if, if it gets any further, if they're going to go and start claiming that something happened and then you have to be that guy that goes, well, it happened, but it was consensual. And then it's your word against theirs. And, and like, and, and plus I just like, it likes to, draw, I like to draw that line of being professional and like 
keeping it like, you know, you're the model, I'm the photographer, like, and neither two shall meet. <laughs> um, but um, in the in the earlier days when I was uh, getting my feet wet, ha, 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 that that was sort of, you know, like it seemed like because, you know, it's again, living living a, a lifetime of if this comes up, you know, in casual conversation in the, in the real world, like there's a 50, 50 chance you're going to get like a, ew, you like feet. That's so gross. That's so weird. And so like meeting a girl that's like super down to earth and really cool about this. And then is like, like, Oh yeah. Like this is my thing. Like I post pictures of my feet on the internet all the time. I'm totally cool with it. Like early on you might go, Oh wow. Like this, like this could be a cool thing like to match with this person. But then, I think you quickly get over that, like, and, you, and especially if you're like, just you're dedicated to the content and you're like, I want to put out the best content I can. This isn't, this isn't about meeting potential partners. This is about like the content and the pictures and putting out the best stuff that I can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. It's so professional and it's, it really speaks to how you see your work and, and, um, that you, I don't know, it sounds, it just feels like a collaborative spirit with your models that you guys are creating something together and you're both, you know, in it for, for the art, for the, for the photography. Exactly. It's very cool. Yeah. It's very, really cool. I love that. Um, I, it is kind of, I mean, I'm going there and I'm talking about that because there is this like murky gray water area of like, um, you know, just all the, um, like I said, even some of the shout out accounts, it, there's a, there's a, any kind of sex work or fetish stuff, there's different kinds of folks that that attracts. Right. And so, um, and people have different motives. And so it's, I just think it's good um, when it's all out in the open, even if your motive is like, Hey, I just want to meet like beautiful women and, and their beautiful feet. Like, okay, but just state that, you know? Don't don't hide behind something and, else and, um, if, if that's what you really and, want to do. I mean, I'm not going to even say there's anything wrong with that as long as you're respectable about it. Like, you know, you might, exactly. you might just feel like you're vibing with the model and you just go, okay, well, she's she's into this thing, I'm into this thing, or at least she's totally cool with this thing. And you just go like, hey, like, I don't know, you want to you get some dinner sometime? Would you like a foot rub? Like, and, you know, like, that's that's very different than being predatory. You're trying to, like, cop feels when she's not paying attention or, you know, like totally i mean okay here's here's my little side story and it's not foot related at all but i was um when i was in my early 20s i was a university professor teaching english as a foreign language in a foreign university abroad and i ended up marrying one of my students okay <laughs> he was we're divorced now but he was like six years younger than me he was my student in my class and you know, that's super taboo, but we didn't start dating until about six months after he finished my okay. course. So I knew him as a student, but during that time, you know, he was just a student. And then eventually we, we connected and we ran into each other in public and connected and started dating. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not here to, <laughs> to judge people um, about things like that, but I do think that, you know, like, it's just good to have consent and boundaries and all of those things and kind of keep it off, you know, keep work life separate from the romance and uh, whatever else. Yeah. I mean, any, any, 
So that's my little yeah, any, share. Any corporate job will tell you the same thing. Like they try to discourage a romance in the workplace because it could always go south quickly. Yeah, it just it's complicated, right? I mean, people are complicated and you add that element in and things can get really weird um, quickly. Not, you know, we don't we think we're on the same page as someone else and then we're not all of a sudden and we don't even know how that happened. So, yeah. OK, so back to <laughs> I want to ask you more about um, photography skills like a lot of models shoot themselves Um you know, on, we often shoot on our phones. Um, you know, we're not often professional, uh, professional photographers, not even professional models in many cases. I mean, I'm certainly not, I know professional models like runway models. Um, that's a whole like different world <laughs> than foot fetish modeling. Um, do you have tips, you know, for things like how to get good pictures for amateur photographers? Uh, the first one is, Definitely lighting, 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 lighting is always your friend. Like you almost can't have too much lighting. Um, that said, uh, once you've got that, whether that be, you know, you just get some little LED panels that run on battery. If you get uh, continuous lights that run off of AC power that, you know, and you put the umbrellas on to diffuse them, like just having good, even lighting is such a, a big help. Uh Anything you could do to avoid using flash, which just pretty much ruins any picture you're, you're taking unless you, like, really have something to counterbalance the flash. And uh, phones are remarkably good these days. Like, they have just gotten so much better in terms of quality. Um, but once you find um, yourself kind of growing beyond the phone, like, you just find yourself taking pictures and saying, like, man, like... I wish I could just do this. I guess the phone can't do it. That's when it's time to spread your ring wings and get some kind of camera. Like it doesn't have to be like the most expensive professional camera, just like something that has a decent size lens. Cause as good as phones are at the end of the day, you turn the camera on, you look at the actual lens you're working with. And it's like, you know, it's like a couple of millimeters wide. And it, that's, that's what you're working with. And the sensor behind that lens is probably equally about as, as small so, like, when you start getting bigger lenses and bigger sensors, you're going to get better quality pictures. And just that combined with good lighting is just where you start. And then, like anything else, you learn by doing. Just take pictures. Like, you don't even have to use yourself as a subject. Like, just set up a little photo shoot with, like, a bottle of water or, like, a, a bowl of fruit. And just move the lights around and just practice until you say, okay, like, I think I've figured out where the lights need to be to get the most out of this scene. What do you think about natural light? I've heard a lot of models say, well, I just go outside or buy a window or I just shoot natural light. That's their solution. It's like a cheap solution. Yeah. Uh, natural light is probably one of the best choices you can have. Um, you know, if you are if you were taking pictures to submit to like an art gallery with a very specific purpose in mind, um, sometimes it's not the best for um, foot content it's probably going to be okay, especially if, you know, you're, you're pointing the camera downward and, and the lights above, there's not going to be a lot of shadows being cast or uneven lighting, but um, definitely the best kind of light to shoot in is, is a, a cloudy day outside because you've got the sunlight being naturally diffused by the clouds so that you've got pretty much the brightest light in our universe. Um, but you've got it diffused, nicely so that 
all the lighting is even nothing is overexposed or underexposed there's no shadows being cast like it is just like the perfect scenario for shooting outside that's what i try to do when i i shoot a lot in my car um if i'm doing like a step you know i'm not if i'm not driving around when i'm driving around shooting in my car then like the shadows and light gets really weird and crazy because I'm driving, but I actually think it kind of shows the movement. It shows that I'm not just sitting in my car because you can see all these shadows and light flickering. Um, but for like doing stuff where I'm just parked in my driveway, that's what I love. Like a foggy, you know, foggy California coast morning or being in the shade, just like trying to get in a big shaded area where I don't have any direct like shadows coming yeah. at me. I I am in the shadow. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a time and a place for like shadows and making an artistic statement about them. But, you know, you're, you're the person or, or people that you're providing the content for might not care for that and might see it as a hindrance. And, you know, you got to weigh that like on what you're trying to produce. Right. OK. And so let's talk about how to set up a good photo, because, you know, feet are kind of broadly the same more or less you know you've got tops and bottoms and toes and heels and like how do you how do you set up um shoots that like capture different angles or what do you think is the most flattering way to photograph feet uh when it comes i mean soles are you know as long as someone else is shooting them um a pretty easy target um oh well, first of all let me, let me dial this back a second Always have a fresh petty if, or, or or no petty at all if you're going to be taking uh, foot pictures, like because you're getting up close and personal. And if you if, you know if you've got like the 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 nail polish coming off, like it it just like at the time you might not care and you might go whatever. But when you're looking back on those photos, you're like I should add a pedicure. Like like any and any model I, I've shot with has done that. Like sometimes they'll show up and go like, yeah, I didn't have time for a pedicure. And then once they see the pictures, they're like, I ruined these pictures by not having a pedicure. And I'm like, all right, I wasn't going to stop you, but you said it, not me. Yeah. Okay. So I agree. I, I feel like I changed my pedicure every, I don't know, four or five days. I, I always want it to look perfect. Um, and that's, I'm just, I have little quirks like that. Um, but I have had requests for custom content where specifically the customer says, I want like chipped nail polish. <laughs> like that's a thing. Yeah. And that's a, spe that's a specific request. Um, but by and large, like, you know, if you're just sh shooting for a broader audience, like you're going to want it to be as pristine as, as it can reasonably be. Okay, so you don't get, you don't have a lot of requests or people saying like, oh, I want kind of like a, a you know, scrappy looking pedicure that's, that's more unusual. I've actually never had that before, no. Really? Okay, okay, that's cool. I've heard, I, you know, I've heard uh, models discussing it, um, that they kind of like the, kind of like the princess undone, you know, like the hot mess kind of look. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's a thing for some people, the, the chipped toenail polish and, and all of that. So, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I agree though. When I have taken photos, I've had that experience, not with my pedicure, but just like with my, um, like cuticles look kind of dry or my skin looks a little bit like flaky or dry. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't moisturize before I shot these pictures. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's been definitely times where I've I've had, like 
and heavily had to edit some pictures that, that I'm going with, be, like, you know, just, just do the healing brush or, or, you know, spot removal just to try to get rid of some, like, really dry, cracked, like, parts of a girl's foot that are just, like, this is not presentable, like. So always good to moisturize right before you shoot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and But also check because sometimes, okay, now we're getting into foot beauty stuff, but um, sometimes if you do lotion or different, you know, depending on what you're moisturizing with, I have um, experience where like the lotion can kind of settle into some of the like wrinkles and it looks kind of, um, it's just lotion kind of like dry and, and settled uh, in there. Yeah. But it looks kind of, it gives it kind of this crusty look, like your feet are flaky. And I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I moisturize my feet. But just double check, I think. Do like a close-up inspection. Maybe have a cloth and just run it around. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I also, you know, some people like dirty feet. Um, sometimes I get requests. I do a lot of pedal pumping stuff. So, like, you know, they want to see, like, some of my people want to see, a little bit of like kind of grime on the my soles after I've had my feet on the pedals like the gas pedal like I've just kind of gunked up my feet on the pedals like that's kind of a thing for some people I don't know it's interesting the world of foot fetish there are so many individual preferences there's a lot um like <laughs> fantastic amount of niche like once you just get yes foot part. <laughs> It's so interesting. It's like endlessly fascinating. But it sounds like what you are are focused on more is like just foot beauty, kind of that classic, like fresh, beautiful, moisturized, pretty, fresh, petty look. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, like yeah, glamour okay. vanity shots of, of, of yeah. Sort of, it's sort of become my niche. That and like the oh, sorry <laughs> that and glitter, of course, and glitter. Tell me about glitter because I feel like I was just talking to uh, Cute Webbies. I think you know her. Yeah, yeah. She she was kind of the person that connected me to you. Um, she and I were having a conversation recently about nail polish, and I said I really like sparkles and metallics and all that, but I feel like they don't photograph very well. Um, see, I I feel like I've had a lot of luck with metallics, and it's, they're actually some of my favorite colors to photograph with um especially if you're doing you know i'll occasionally do prints of works that like pictures that i really like and um i have a little gallery wall in my apartment and i'll put like some of my favorite pictures from the last year up on it and um there's a, a paper a photo paper that has a metallic finish to it so it especially pops against that kind of paper um but yeah, I guess that probably comes down to to the, the right lighting for metallics, um, but they are my favorite polishes to shoot with. That's so interesting and so good to know because, I mean, I feel like as, you know, an amateur shooting on my phone, of course, I don't always have the, well, the knowledge, but also the equipment to capture those metallics or sparkles or glitter, you know, the same way that someone like you could. So it's really good to know if I if I want to shoot with a photographer, I could say, hey, I'm going to do I'm going to do metallic because that's not what I normally do. I love the way they look in real life. Yeah. I just feel I like um, I haven't been able to get a get a really good like video with with metallic 
polish. Probably the way to go with that it, on a phone is just make like little boomerangs and just stuff that just where you just like kind of have a little bit of movement to show off the metallic finish. Like they don't have to be stills necessarily. Mm, okay. But then um, I forget exactly how I got into like like actual glitter. But um, I started, I did a shoot at some point where um, I just had the model's feet were covered in glitter and I just loved the way it looked and then just started experimenting with different gra uh, grains of glitter, like uh, grain sizes of glitter and uh, just experimenting with lighting. And I just loved the way it looked. It always just made like cool looking patterns, like it de uh, depending on the shape of the girl's foot, like, you know, the arch and, and like footprint would change how the glitter would appear on their feet. And it just would like, just would look really cool. And then if you get the lighting just right, like where it's a little bit harsher on one part of the foot than the other, it, it causes like kind of like a starburst of light coming back at you. And mm, that's so cool. It just always look cool. And like, I, I, I very rarely see any other content where there's glitter and that kind of, that and like the very bold, colorful lighting, those two things kind of became my niche um, over the years, if not just like straightforward stuff. I like that. I think, you know, one of the things that I've heard. So to me and, and from what I've seen of your work, it does feel kind of like glamour pinup, um, you know, glitter, like fun stuff that's like artsy and um I, I have heard guys complain about, um, not about glitter, actually. I've, 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 like you said, it's very rare to see glitter, but um, I've heard guys like bitch on Twitter and different places about like, when will these foot models learn that we, we're tired of seeing their feet in like covered in um, like bubble bath, you know, like we don't, nobody wants to lick soap. <laughs> Or something like that, you know, and like for guys who are or gals who are looking at foot content as like a kind of a, a fetish and in a sexual way, um, kind of imagining the, the maybe the taste and smell of feet like nobody wants a mouthful of glitter kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that like they're kind of like the chipped nail polish, like there's just so many different little things I think most uh, models e e experience a lot of pressure from their audience to create a certain kind of content I know my content has been shaped and molded by the demands and requests that I get from my audience yeah I, I think um from my coming from my side of things doing this as a hobby and not as like a side hustle per se um Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to answer to like anybody. I mean, and you really don't have to if you're running this as a business either. Like the, the the best advice I ever got is make the content that you want to see, and uh, you, you know, if if at the end of the day they don't like your stuff, they can go elsewhere. Like you know, absolutely. They, Amen to that. <laughs> they found you for a reason, and I mean, like, what like stereotypical like male privilege is that being like. Uh, you know, projecting their sexuality onto your content. I'm so glad you said it because I feel like so often I have this conversation with models on the podcast, off the podcast about the entitlement that we encounter, not with everyone, but with, you know, we all encounter entitled guys who think that, um, that we should, you know, 
do what they want. And, and in any business, you know, you want to cater to your, your buyers or your audience to an, to an extent, but you, you have, like you said, you know, just being true to the content you want to produce and get the, get, attract the right audience right. for you. And, you know, so I think that's, so, so let me ask you, you do oh, some, sorry. suddenly you do some bubble bath and all of a sudden every guy on the internet becomes Karen. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I, yeah, I feel like um, it takes it takes a, a lot of a lot of like a strong personality to do this kind of work to do um, any kind of sex work, but you know, like the fe- the fetish modeling stuff. I'm curious. I want to ask you about your audience. So, do you feel that your audience is mostly models, um, foot fetishists, both? Like, wh- who is your audience? Um. It, it's I think it's a good mix of the two. It's it's hard to say um, because it's gone through different iterations. Um, I guess to backtrack a little bit, uh, do you do you know who Badass Becky is? No. Okay, so this is this is remarkable. Um, this story going back several years ago. I say nearly ten years ago at this point. Um, this woman started this thing on the internet. Um, her name is Becky, and she started this thing called the Badass Becky Show. And it was fixated. It was almost like a like a, a talk show about like foot fetishism, and it was kind of just like almost like an advice column where she just would go to like different faucets of the foot fetish and like if you have a foot fetish, how to behave, like how to how to get like what you want out there, how to put yourself out there, and and you know put this forward. And she gained a lot of traction. It was probably like the number one foot fetish woman on the probably the entire internet, but definitely, definitely was one of the biggest on Instagram and was really just putting out like amazing content. Like it looked great and, uh, ended up, um, I left a comment on one of her pictures one day and just said, Hey, like, I love your page. I would, I would love you to just like take a look at my stuff and tell me if you like it. She ended up like I logged out of Instagram. And when I went back like an hour later, she'd liked like every picture I posted and left comments on a bunch. Oh my God. And later on ended up contacting me and long story short, I ended up becoming their in-house photographer for about a year and a half, two years. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. Yeah. And, um, she was po- like posting pictures, you know, and tagging me all the time. Cause pretty much all of her stuff was stuff that I had taken. And my follower count at that point just completely ballooned. Um, and th- that's when I went from like four and 5,000 to like, you know, like 15,000 in like the span of like a year. It was, it was amazing. Um, and then to this day, I don't know what happened. There was some kind of miscommunication with, uh, with Becky and other foot models. And um, I don't know if I got lumped in with, you know, associating with people. I like, I really just don't know what happened, but um, I kind of got blackballed from that project. And um and she just kind of stopped posting on Instagram after that. And I feel like her momentum just stopped, like dead, dead stop. And to the point where now, like, you don't even know who she is. But like two years ago, everybody knew who she was. And um, so I now have this giant follower count. And I don't know how many of it is people that followed me because she gave me that rub or people that found me authentically or how many of it is just like bots <laughs> that like. Right. Um, <laughs> So it's hard to say the, the the most vocal of the people I follow and people that follow me are the foot models. So I tend to lean to the idea that like 
that's really my audience is that I'm kind of just putting stuff out there for other foot models to, to consume. And for the, the guys that follow me, like, you know, and there's definitely a vocal minority who I, who I definitely see commenting on my stuff more frequently than others and shout out to them for being loyal and awesome. But I really feel like my audience is more the foot models than, than the guys at this point. Well, and that, that was kind of my hunch and that would be what I would suspect because your, your photography is so beautiful. It's not, um, I think it, 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 it appeals, it appeals to, to models. It really, it's, um, kind of like how we want to show ourselves, right? Like beautiful and look at our pretty pedicures and we're all like put together and sparkly and pretty, um, much less like the, I don't know, the like, show me your crusty, like the, cr- I mean, you know, guys sometimes want to see crusty feet and dirty feet and stuff like that. And, um, models, gen- I mean, maybe some of them are into it. I don't know. I don't know. I tend to think none of them are like, <laughs> I know that like a lot of guys are into smelly feet and whenever I talk to models about this kind of behind the scenes, we're like, yeah, you know, we're not into sweaty, smelly feet, but you know, sometimes you got to kind of play the game and like give them what they want kind of thing. But like, I I think most models want to have clean, pretty feet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like to get glammed up and, and be like super presentable and, and impress people with your presence and like, be yeah it's like yeah being like, like dress up right and like, put your glass slipper on and look look amazing right the, yeah the c- cinderella with the glass slipper not not the the cleaning the house for the evil step family look right right like the dirty barefoot soles and the scrubbing the floor kind of thing yeah we want to put the glass slipper on for sure um well so that's cool so you are kind of like a um uh, like a resource or a hub for foot models and foot model content. And you, you're very generous with your ideas and tips and, and any other advice for people. Like I'm really new. I just started doing this in over the summer. Um, I started my Instagram account in July, like mid July um, because I like my feet and I wanted to, just, I was posting them a lot on my regular Instagram and I thought I'll just make an account exclusively for my feet and then people started coming and offering me money for socks and things and I was like what's going on and then I kind of found myself in this community and thought I'm gonna start a podcast because I couldn't find one um like this and you know connect with people and kind of create a resource for myself and for others um and so I I, I'm curious like if you have other advice for people like me or anyone that's thinking about becoming a model um, from your perspective as somebody who has, you know, tens of thousands of models following Mm. um, what, like what advice do you have about photos, you know, like getting your photos out there, promoting yourself, getting followers, connecting with photographers, at this point, um, it's so hard like because now the market's saturated. Um, so definitely have to do something different or like so like like so you've got definitely like the cars and the pedal pumping thing is definitely something mm-hmm. you apart at this point. And that's 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 a good thing. Like that's something that everyone knows, like 
if someone goes like, oh, I really, uh, you know, I'm looking for pedal pumping content. Where do I go for that? Like someone will go, oh, Mimi does that. Um, and mm-hmm. direct them to you. So having like a look or a niche or a gimmick, like really, really helpful. Um, I would definitely say at this point, like tr- try to diversify where you are, like your presence online. Uh, there's just not like Instagram is just like a door that's just slowly been closing for the last few years. And um, while definitely utilize it, like don't depend on it. Um, I would definitely say um, stuff like, like TikTok, uh, even, even reels on Instagram seems like it's less police than stories in the main feed. So like take advantage of it while it's still kind of the wild west. Um, and I definitely seen a, a lot of models migrate some of their content over to TikTok and that has like a little bit of a following over there, you know, and obviously if, if there was more, more there, it would probably saturate the market way more. The, let me just tell you about TikTok. I, I've never been on it, but um, because I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> so before, I, before you continue, I thought that same thing. And then I went to TikTok and I don't I post nothing on TikTok, but there's about an hour a day every day that I'll just watch like an hour of TikTok content. And it is some of like the most insightful and educational tidbits you know like minute or less tidbits of information that you could hope to find on the internet and it is just it is it is a great resource i've gotten so many just recipes for for dinner and dessert from tiktok like you wouldn't believe it i don't believe it i i'm gonna have to go check it out now thank (laughs) you i because i have a concept in my mind of what i think tiktok is and it's obviously not what you just described so you think it's gen zers lip syncing and dancing um Gen Z I I what's the generation that's younger than that? When does when is what is the parameters of Gen Z? I don't even know. It's I know it's after millennial. I you know I forget what the the the, the footnotes okay. are, or the barricades on that are but uh Yeah. I'm I'm very firmly Gen X. I'm you know old. So I mean, I don't think I'm old and in, in, I don't feel old, but, you know, like in the foot model world, I'm an old model. Um, and in fact, last week's episode, well, it hasn't come out, but or two weeks ago, I guess, by the time this publishes, um, Desi from Toes and Tattoos, she and I ha- do a full episode about age, eight, like aged being eight, you know, being above 30 or above 40 in the foot model world and what that's like. So <laughs> that'll be, that'll be a good one. But back to TikTok, do you know, um, did you listen to the episode I did? I think it was like my third episode with Tyler goddess Tracy's husband. I, I um, did, but it was a while. Yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a while. So he, she just messaged me recently with screenshots that she has been permanently banned from TikTok. Wow. Permanently banned. And she's like, it wasn't, I, she's like, I just posted like feet stuff. Like it wasn't, you know, no like foot job stuff. No, like, no, like anything risque, just like feet stuff. And she was permanently banned. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I would be curious to, to know more about TikTok and how foot friendly it really is because I have heard that it's not so. Well, now you have me friendly. doubting. 
but uh I yeah definitely the best the best thing to do if if one is serious about like pursuing this is any in any way is make your own website just you know just put yes. something it doesn't have to be you know something that you pay a lot of money for but like just just have your content hosted somewhere where there's no there's no terms of service to violate it's your website your rules um so that everybody can find you and then if any of your social media gets deleted everyone knows they could always go to that site and reconnect with you in some way and just having that landing page is just so important like especially now in this age of social media where we're producing we are all producing content free for le- these handful of companies that own all of the eyeballs right right i agree i that was the first thing i did i like as soon as i realized oh i'm gonna be making content and this is a thing and people want more i went and bought my book my domain name and i you know put together just a basic website like you said there's nothing like or anything like that but it's my own i own it and um, I can have all my links to my OnlyFans and words that we cannot say on Instagram <laughs> on my website. And I've actually helped a couple people put a couple foot models with websites just remotely over the phone. Like, it's really easy. People think they need to know how to code and stuff. And there's WordPress and lots of ways to make really inexpensive, nice looking, easy websites for people like like me who don't know how to code. But I've built many, many websites. So that's something maybe I, I want to talk about in a future podcast, actually, um, because I do think you're right. Websites are like where it's at as far as um, having a, like having a home that you're not going to get kicked off of. And, you know, maybe what I'll do on the for the podcast is start having links to everyone's website. So, you know, that could be a resource to how to find you and how to find other people. Do you have a website? I so ironically I don't, um, but I I've, okay. I've been thinking about just putting like together a little something online, but um, yeah, you know, just again, just doing this as a hobby, it's like you know, I, I kind of have this zenful um mindset where you know if they delete my Instagram tomorrow, you know, I'll just make a new one, I'll I'll reconnect with anybody that wants to reconnect with me, like it's not the end of the world, like my business isn't gonna go belly up because this isn't my business, so. Like I tend not to worry about it as much, but you know, if this is your side hustle or you're dependent on this for income, then it's like, that's a different story. Right. Right. It, it depends how, um, you know, for me, I feel it's kind of like this podcast, you know, I'm, I do this because I'm just, it's, it's a good thing for me to do, but it, it is not monetized. Um, and I, so I try to make it, simple for myself but I also but I care about it like I don't want to lose it or lose my Instagram you know just because of the work I've put into it um even though it may not be profitable or like a full-time income it's like it's it's a a piece of me that that I want to preserve that I've I've created something I don't know um it does feel like kind of like I said in the beginning, we need to find a new, a new home for foot models. And it's, it's so, um, I don't know. It feels like foot models are, are being unfairly targeted. Yeah. I like to use on Instagram. You use the term digital refugees before that was very, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, I love I love what you're doing. It's funny because I thought many, many years ago, I thought it would have been great to do a podcast like this. And I just told myself, like, it would be 100 times better if a foot model interviewed other foot models, because like there's nuanced questions that like I as a a guy and a photographer aren't going to know to ask and just not having the experience of being like a foot model in this world. And so I'm really glad you, you took the bull by the horns on this one and just put this together. It's awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. I, I really um, appreciate that. And I do feel kind of the same way. Like while there are podcasts and different things, like the shout out pages run by guys and some of them are good. Some of them just kind of feel like, I don't know. I already described that. Like, um, it's just, I think it's good sometimes to have uh, a resource like for the community by the community, if that makes sense. Exactly. Um, and I, and I definitely welcome everyone on, you know, like all genders, all, um, perspectives, people who are models and then people who are content consumers, you know, I'd like to have some, some people on that maybe buy content. I just did a little, um, poll on my Instagram story about asking people if they've ever been scammed by foot models. And it was really sad. It was like almost 50% of the people that responded said they have been scammed out of money by foot models. And, um, you know, so there's like the foot model, foot models themselves um, have a certain perception of who the guys or the buyers are out in the community or maybe not even the buyers, just the content consumers are. But, you know, I also want to dig into what those people think of us and how they've been, you know, kind of their stories and their side of it too. It's, it's a big community. Yeah. Um, like you said about, about how many, how, how many little sub fetish of foot fetish exist. You know, there's just so the community is so diverse. Right. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I saw that Paulie did it and I wanted to answer it, but I wasn't quite sure wh where my answer would fall. Many years ago, there was a foot model who posted that she, that she was starting a Snapchat and it was going to be like a premium Snapchat. Um, it was going to be a one-time fee of $100 to follow them. But if you got for, for the first introductory week, if you got them like a $5 like Amazon gift card, they would like add you to their list. And then you that that was like you know, the, the introductory offer for their Snapchat. And I just, it was a, it was a model I really like. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pay this and, and do this. And they added me and pretty much never posted any content after like the first few days. And then that was it. Like, like Snapchat just ceased to exist pretty much. And the model is still active to this day, um, still making content. And it just was like, you know, when you have a situation like that, you're just like, wow, I'm never going to do that again. Like, you just get like, okay, I'm going to just protect my, my money. Like, never mind. Right, right. For me, too, in those situations, I mean, it's like, okay, I've spent $5 on far dumber shit before. But, but I hate getting scammed and I hate the feeling of being, like, betrayed. It's almost, it's like, I feel like you're insulting my intelligence by trying to take advantage of me in some right. way like that. Like, I really like, that's a hard, like a hard limit for me. Like, nope, nope. Um, 
Oh yeah. I, 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 um, it reminds me of when I, the first time I arrived in Hong Kong, I took a cab to my hotel from the airport and the cab driver tried to charge me more than what was on the, the meter, you know, like the little cab meter. And we went round and round. I'm like yelling into him in like English and Mandarin, like my shitty Mandarin and he's barking back at me in Cantonese and he's like telling me he's going to call the police. And I'm like, call the police. The police came out. Like it was for, and we're probably talking about like maybe four or five bucks that I was just like, but I was like, I like, you're scamming me because I'm a foreigner and I'm a visitor here and I'm not going to be scammed. And Oh my gosh, it, it, it went round and round until the police actually did come. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I but yeah, my, my girlfriend will laugh at me because like I'll call customer service if like there's a three dollar charge on like something I'm subscribed to. And, you know, so like it's three dollars and I'm like, it's three dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's it feels I mean, if you ask me for three dollars and I it's like a consent thing, right? Like if I agree to give it to you, just I'm going to donate three dollars to Matt because he's a cool guy and had a great conversation with you. Fine. But if you're going to like scam me out of three bucks. I will like never forgive you. (laughs) I will like, I will remember that forever. Like, Oh, you're a scammer. You're like a dishonest, you know, sneaky guy. That's not going to just come clean about like, Hey, can you just give me three bucks? Um, It's not about the money at all. It's not, it's, it's about being scammed. And, And that bums me out that there are so many people. I feel like, you know, on both sides, content creators and content consumers that, um, are engaged in scammy scammy shit or they're just flakes yeah that, that you know like they have like they they think they're gonna create that custom for you or they're gonna pay for whatever and then they just they just don't for whatever reason life life moves on and they just drop the ball i don't know i can't that's not my like mindset so it's hard for me to relate to that but i um i get that that happens yeah so anyway, anyway, Matt, I really, really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, we're at about an hour in. Do you have anything else before we wrap up? Like anything else you want to add or any other ideas or? I, I mean, I have, I, have tons, or... I have tons. So maybe we'll do like a part two at some point in the future, hopefully. But uh... OK, well, can you can you give me like a like a a preview? Uh just advice on just shooting content like we were talking before. And I, I think I just started scratching the surface and we got sidetracked. But like um, like when taking pictures of the, the tops of your feet, for example, like um, angling the phone properly so that like going down towards your ankle doesn't create like like a triangular, like like artificial wideness that's not actually there or like like shooting your feet while you're standing it's just it's just a weird position like the way that your feet spread out um if you're or or just just more broader sense like if you're doing this for the right reasons like if you're just making feet content for money or if you actually like genuinely enjoy it like how that's going to come through and how people will very possibly see through you and you just won't get the traction that you should um I, there's just there's so many topics to to jump through like so yeah yeah those are really good that the doing it just for the money i do feel like i hear kind of in the periphery um foot models kind of 
being angry. Like I took these pictures of my feet and I should be able to sell them. Right. Like why, why am I not selling them? And it's like, well, cause clearly you're not into feet. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just doesn't seem like you like see the beauty of your own feet. You're not, your photos aren't really all that. I've gotten, I've gotten know. so many DMS over the years from just like, like regular Instagram accounts of girls just being like, Hey, do you want to buy foot pictures? And I'm like, no, like, I don't, I don't know you like, you know, you don't even, there's not even like pictures of your feet, like on your account. Cause it's not that kind of account. Like, like, why would I buy? So I don't even know what they look like. Like, why would I pay for them? Like when like there's girls on this app with like the most beautiful feet in the world, showing them off for free and then offering premium content on top of that. Right. Well, believe it or not, people, I get the same messages. Hey, you want to buy some feet pics? I'm like, um, no, like, not really. Like I, I take feet pics. <laughs> it's like most, you know, like my model friends give me like their free OnlyFans links and stuff. Like, you know, if you're kind of a part of this world, um, as a model, you tend to get access to a lot of other models. It's kind of how it is. <laughs> exactly. And um, my my one big piece of it, not advice, because I again I don't do this, but like. Something I would like to see, and, and not for selfish reasons either, for marketing reasons, is um, just a lot of the girls that have OnlyFans page or premium content they sell, just pick maybe an older clip that like you think is really good or you hold in high regard, and maybe just give it away for free. Put it on Pornhub, put a link to it somewhere, and let people see what your premium content looks like, and then... Because the people that are subscribed to you are going to subscribe to you. And the people that aren't, might you might flip them if they get to see some of what they're missing. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, actually. Because I feel like a lot of models want to hold back their best content and, and charge for it. But then nobody knows that it exists, right? right. Like, how, how, what, like... I don't know how to phrase this question as a, as a photographer, when you have a, a set of photos, um, how would you advise a model, you know, what, what shots should go out for free and then what things would you hold back for sale? If you were to sell things, I, I would rank the shots. Like maybe if you have like a, a set of 20 shots and maybe it, like make like a top five, and pick one or two of those shots and, and put those out and just say, like, this is what you're in for. And let people know, like, you're, you're in for a wild ride. And, you know, th these are some of just some of the peaks of, of, of this valley. And that's going to lure people in versus, you know, if, if it's like, you know, the beginning, the very beginning of like a striptease where like, you know, it's a girl like dangling her shoe off and it's like, you know, subscribe for the whole video. It's like, well, I don't know where this goes or how far this goes or and or even just make like a written description of what we're going to see. Like, you know, a detailed like I start off like this, then I do this like because then you know what you're in for. But when it's just mm -hmm. like, like, you know, subscribe for more. It's like, no. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's. It is kind of one of those, um, you, you don't know what you can't see, so why would you pay for it? And yet, if you put it all out for free, then why would anyone pay for it? It's free. So right. um, I, think, I think you have valid points. And I think also um, kind of 
building, building your, like as a model, building your brand, building your identity, building your attitude, your personality, all of those things will kind of be factored into someone's buying decision. Or maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's kind of how I perceive it. Like people tend to like a model, not just a set of photos. Right. And so like the people that are subscribing to your stuff are going to subscribe to your stuff as like harsh as that sounds like your fans are going to, are going to continue to consume your content. But if you just put like one piece of content out for free, that's like premium content. Um, uh, you might, some people that would have never had any interest in buying your stuff might see that and go, Oh, I'm going to definitely check more of this out. Um, and then of course there's the people that'll see it and go, all right, I got that for free. Ha ha. Like, but they were probably never going to buy anything in the first place. So you didn't psychologically speaking, you didn't really lose a sale. Um, but because you've now released it for free, it isn't like th they can leak it to like a website and then everybody can get it against your wishes. Like you leaked it out for free. Like that, that was your consent to doing that. So it isn't like they can get you in some way by posting it on Pornhub and X videos and all these other outlets. Like you, you put it out there. So it's like, it's out there. I agree. I agree. I do that every now and again, I'll like po post a full length video, like a 15 minute video or something on YouTube. Just kind of like here guys, like everyone just here. This is, for the world to enjoy, you know, um, just because I agree with you. I think that, you know, if you don't let people know what, what you do, then there's no way they can make an informed buying decision about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm really intrigued about your, your, um, comments about, um, ang photography angles, you know, like how to get the best, um, angles on your feet, um, you were saying about ankles, like making your or, or taking photos from the top. So if, can you can you go into a little more detail about that? Yeah, just when when you're holding your phone, because I'm guessing a, a lot of the time it's, you know, the, the, the model is also being the photographer and like leaning over and trying to take pictures. And at certain if if the bottom of the lens is too close to your ankles and you're, you know, you're angling it kind of the top part of the phone is kind of coming up toward your face more. It just makes the top of your foot looks smaller and like the base of your foot, like slash ankle, like just gets larger. And it's just a very weird shot. And I, and I see that happens to a lot. And I, and I've definitely been guilty of taking pictures like that over the years, just kind of like absent mindedly here and there, but like, you know, just something to look for as just an example of something you might do. And then it's just like your feet just look misshapen and like, being that we have the internet and can see other pictures, like we know the model has pretty feet, but like it just doesn't come across properly for something like that. And then there's probably infinite examples of that, just getting the wrong angle. You know, again, if, if, if you're taking a picture of your feet from like a top view where you're standing and they're just flat against the ground, like it, like it just, they spread out and they look way wider than they are. And it just like, usually isn't a great look like it's just not it's like an, an unflattering angle for the feet what about like being on like tiptoes versus like flat on the ground like if if you are in like a standing kind of position or um or if i don't know T tiptoes. even if somebody's just yeah, tiptoes is definitely you know a, a different animal because you know now 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 your your foot that's 
picked up is sort of at rest. Like it isn't, there's no pressure on it. So it's shaped properly. Um, depending on the, the side of, of the model you're on, you could see like an arch or maybe some soli even. Um, and then you get a nice contrast of seeing like one part of one foot that's on the ground. And then the other one is up and like, you know, pointed down or like flexed or scrunched. And so that makes a much more dynamic and interesting picture to have there. What about, okay, I have, I've been wanting to ask you this question and I've kind of forget and then it comes back into my mind of, of your models. Would you say that like most of them want to show their face in their images or do you have models that only want to focus on feet or are, uh, what would you say the breakdown is in that uh, I, in that regard? I would say it's not 50-50, but it is very touch and go. There, there are some girls that like, because some of the girls that, that model for me are, are like just friends of mine in real life that are just, you know, they're just regular girls that aren't foot models per se. Um, and they just like, they like my content and they're like, I would love to model my feet for you. And so... I just have pictures pretty much of like the calves down and you know, they don't want people knowing who they are or that this is something that they do. Like they wouldn't want that necessarily getting out there or if the pictures are out there, like no one could identify that it's them. Um, but then there's plenty that are totally down to show their face, you know, especially if it's on brand for them. Um, I've had some models over the years that, you know, that like, they have a certain look. So having them in the picture along with their feet is definitely an important thing um, versus, you know, some are just like, just, you know, ankles down, calves down. Like, I don't want anybody to have any idea who I am. Like my identity is sacred and, you know, it's really just depends on the model. Do you find that it's, there's any change in the level of difficulty or complexity for shooting like a full person versus just focusing in on feet. It is probably infinitely easier when it's just the feet. Cause like w once you have the model um, as part of the equation, now you've got to worry about like the model's wardrobe, um, you know, the model's makeup. Um, if there's anything in the background of the picture, which is, which is another thing when we were talking about composition before, like I've seen so many mm -hmm. just like junk in the picture, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, there'll be like a picture of like a girl's feet. And then there'll be like a bottle of water, like a, a, a folded napkin, like, you know, a, a dirty laundry. <laughs> it's, it's like they just, and like, and again, you know, <sighs> the asterisks on this is that there's a time and place for everything. Like some people want to want the vibe to be like, I just stopped everything I was doing to take a foot picture and that's okay. But you know, if you're presenting it as like a premium kind of experience, like you kind of want to like get rid of the clutter. Like there's not going to be a bunch of like junk in the picture, distracting you from the subject. Right. Right. It's like you're sitting in a dumpster fire, taking pictures of your feet. Right. <laughs> Or, or even just like, you know, like there's just a carpet that hasn't been vacuumed and you just see like cat hair or like, you know, like just, uh, just, yeah. just debris, like, you know, like little pieces of paper that have like fallen onto the carpet and gotten neglected. And you're just like, like you just start thinking about those things and it takes you away from what you should be looking at. Right. Not super sexy that that debris on the carpet. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just not like visually 
um, appealing. It might be visually interesting, but kind of in a distracting, kind of the wrong kind of way. You know, um, the feet should be the focal point. I'm just curious about that, um, about, you know, some models, their whole thing is like showing their face. I agree. It, it's a lot more complicated. I can um, have my hair in like a messy bun and like go out and do pedal pumping videos and um, and not really worry about <laughs> if my, you know, makeup is on perfect or, you know, is camera ready. I'm always wearing makeup, but if it's not always like camera ready makeup, you know, there's a difference when right, you're between like everyday makeup. Yeah. And everyday makeup. Um, yeah. So the other thing too, okay. The pose, um, can you explain what that is? You mean like the pose, like hashtag the, the pose. Yeah. Yeah. The pose, like for people who maybe are new or don't know what the pose is, can you, can you describe it? The basic premise of the pose is the model is on her stomach and in there's variations like you could be propped up on your elbows you could just you know have have your head down but um model is on her stomach and feet are picked up at the knees so that if you're looking at the model from the front you can see the their face and their soles and typically the feet are crossed at the ankles and then there's variations of it from there like um you know, the model could could have her glutes up a little bit or be up on her elbows and like kind of an all fours position can be all the way down. Um, I think this pose got popularized by uh, the cover of uh, Pulp Fiction by Uma Thurman. Um, and then it just kind of just became the pose. And to the point where if you look pose, if you literally Google the pose, you'll just see examples of this. Um, and coincidentally, the, there's another pose that has become synonymous with Uma Thurman also, which is uh, the Mia Wallace when she answers the door in Pulp Fiction and she, she's got like one foot on the ground and then picks the other foot up and like kind of like shows her soles to the camera and scrunches her toes and puts it back on the ground. Um, that's known as the Mia. The Mia. Okay, I didn't know that. So that is that like a, a photo or a vi I mean, it kind of sounds like a, a video kind of move. Is it a actual photo pose oh, yeah 100 I've, I've taken countless okay. pictures of of the mia as well as the pose okay the mia um and any others that you know of um like, I just, feel like maybe they maybe named or unnamed but like other you know kind of classic foot poses uh yeah there's the the one where you stack one foot on top of the other but then cascade them a little bit so you can see the pedicure on both feet um there's pose. There's the pose where you grab one set of toes with the toes on the other foot. Um, there's a few like you know you, you put your soles together and kind of you know make that little like heart shape with the the insteps. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many like it, it, it's it's just like the niches of what people are into. There's just like so many poses that have been done and like can get recreated now. Mm -hmm. What about toe spread? Yeah, I mean th those are those are kind of like your your like the toe spread, the toe scrunch, um, mm -hmm. the flex, which is you know not necessarily a spread, but just when instead of going forward, your toes go up, and you kind of get that like that S shape from the toes to the the bottom of the heel, um, and and all of these just d do very different things to the appearance of the feet. So 
like it's a nice thing to explore and just like kind of get the different dimensions that all these because you know feet as you know are very unique from model to model so just getting like all these different perspectives of the feet is just like just kind of like a fun thing to explore when taking pictures and just seeing like how how the the soles wrinkle and like or or smooth out depending on like you know how how the toes spread like how far they can flex their their toes up like everybody's so different so it kind of just it kind of adds layers and dimensions to the model in that regard right okay this is so cool um I need to try taking more photos. I, I tend to do more video. Do you have any advice for me taking photos um, in my car or in cars in general? Sometimes car interiors can be quite dark. Yeah. And I try to use like bright color toenail polish, my, you know, um, because I've done photos with darker nail colors and they don't always show up against like dark petals if I'm doing a barefoot um I don't know do you have any thoughts about how like a good um angle I guess or anything about like taking photos in low light like that uh, I would definitely say the one of the easiest things to do is, is to have somebody else take the pictures for you so you can just worry about posing um mm -hmm. and in the case of taking like a, a video of pedal pumping like I would even say like back the seat away from the pedals as reasonably as you can so that your, your knees don't have to be bent. Like your legs can be straight. And then that way a photographer can like kind of hover over you and then move around a little bit more freely. Mm, okay. And then definitely have some kind of extra lighting source, like maybe like a, a portable led light and just like, uh, on like a little, like maybe like gorilla pod, like, like prop it up somewhere in the car that it can, fill in the, sh the more shadowy places of the interior of the car. And that way, you know, you've got a, a photographer who can move around and take pictures from slightly different angles freely and then light coming in to, to supplement whatever the natural light is that you're just getting from the sky that can make it into the car. Yeah. Usually I'll try to leave the doors open or at least the driver's side door that lets a lot of light in. Um, it, it it's not an ideal place to be taking photos. It's a really kind of tricky space to work in, but oh, I mostly yeah. do videos anyway. Um, but I would like to do, to do more photography. Um, you've inspired me. I feel like um, the, the glamor shots are just like right up my alley. I love it. Do you, do you do um, any stuff with shoes or is it mostly all barefoot? mostly barefoot stuff i have definitely done stuff with shoes um you know it really depends on i mean sometimes uh the women that model for me would just be like hey i just got these new shoes i definitely want to take pictures in the shoes because i love them and it, like that's the inspiration of doing a shoot with the shoes and um you know we try to match up some things you know like try to create some kind of setting where the shoes make sense um maybe get a pedicure that best complements the shoes um so, for example, like if the shoes are like a very like loud red, maybe get a matching pedicure so that when the shoes come off, like the nails have the same color as as the shoes do. So they kind of like, you know, it's like poetry. They rhyme, as somebody once said. Uh, 
and then try absolutely to... yeah i think that's really important oh sorry i, I think you're kind of breaking up no and then try to make like you, you know some... yeah, yeah i can hear you okay yeah go ahead go ahead oh no 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 you were saying and then kind of make some kind of like some kind of scene maybe where it isn't it isn't just like shoes on a background like which sometimes you just end up you know you just want pictures of the shoes and even just say like i just want to have something like baseline that i could just post anytime but you know sometimes you try to say like okay these shoes look you know kind of like cheery like you know like like a sunny day kind of shoes you say okay like um get like, you know, a nice sundress, we'll go outside and take pictures, you know, out on the grass and like, you know, and show them off that way or try to get uh, a color scheme going of like earth tones or just like, you know, warm colors or cool colors. Yeah, I think that's a really um, important thing to think about are colors and um, like mood. I feel like you're kind of describing what I would call like the mood of the picture. Is it like cheerful and sunny or is it kind of like cozy and like cold, you know, kind of feeling or um, I don't know, like colors and, and, and feelings. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we're trying to often, or at least my, what I try to do is I'm trying to kind of tell a story and like create a little like fantasy or a little scenario or, or some kind of a, a situation um, through images, through video or through photos. Um, and so I think those things are important, the, the colors and the, the vibe, the energy or the, the feeling. Um, I feel like our connection is starting to kind of get a little warpy and we should probably wrap up because we've been going for a while, but I would like to have you on again. And you are in New I'm York, in New, New York or- City. New York City. Okay, New York City. And so if somebody wants photos, can they just contact you? I mean, how many f- models do you shoot? How often? Like what would how how um possible is it if somebody's listening to this and they're like I'm going to go to New York, I want to get get a, you know, see if I can get a photo shoot. What would what would what's the likelihood of that happening with you? Uh, right now it's pretty high. Um obviously this year has been, you know, abysmal in terms of just everything, but uh Right. At the moment, you know, it's uh, the the lockdown policies have gotten a little less stringent. So it's a little bit easier to, to, to move about and do these things. So at the moment, it's pretty likely that I'll respond to you just depending on on scheduling. And I'm okay. totally down. And then the, the best way to contact you is through Instagram. Do you have a backup if that Instagram or would you just use the same name like? with an add a number to it or probably um uh i also have the email address gorgeousfeetpics at gmail.com so that's that's an option and those are those are really my two the main places to find me perfect okay great we don't want to lose you uh (laughs) so um gorgeousfeetpics at gmail.com you'll always be findable there um yeah. Okay, Matt. Thank you so, 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 so yeah, much. This was really fun, really insightful. And I, and I also just had a good time. <laughs> thank <No> you. <laughs> All right. Take Bye. it easy.